Hello team and welcome to Coach's Corner for another week. My name's Bart, I'm the head coach here at Jets Australia and for the next few minutes I'm going to be your coach and today we're going through seven common weight loss mistakes. Some things that I see almost on the daily that are stopping people from progressing in their fitness journey. If you are new here, hit that follow button. Make sure you are following us on all the social pipes. We are Jets Australia, J-E-T-T-S Australia. I think you can spell that one. Give us a follow and make sure you're up to date with all the cool stuff that's coming out. And there's going to be some awesome stuff coming in 2024. You'll want to be following to make sure that you can follow along that journey. Okie dokie team. Common weight loss mistakes. And these, these are things you may or may not know, but I'm going to challenge you right from the outset of this episode. If these are things that you know that you're doing, commit to changing something and to doing something about it. We don't have an access to knowledge issue in this world where you can access any information that we want. The issue we often have is an application issue. How can we take the knowledge that we know and the stuff that we know we should be doing and making it a habit? And my recommendation from a coach's point of view is to start small. And often it can start with just a thought. If you can think differently, all of a sudden your brain fires differently. Then if you can think differently more consistently, it becomes easier for your brain to think that way. So commit to something today if something uh, really, really stands out to you from these things. The first mistake I see is that you're judging your workout by how many calories you burn and how tired you are afterwards so remember when we go to the gym we're sending a signal to the body we're sending a signal to the body to change and to adapt and that signal and that adaptation that comes from it is where the weight loss happens i've seen countless times people try to manually burn out their calories knowing they're going into a workout aiming to burn as many calories as possible or aiming to burn 500 calories which they then add on to the food that they're eating and they meticulously try and keep track of their burn and their calorie intake. And I can safely say that of all the people I've seen do this, none of them are doing it now and none of them have been successful in that endeavor. I like to think about fitness as a lifelong journey. If we want lifelong weight loss results, we need to be thinking realistically about how we achieve that. And being in a sweaty mess every now and then after your workout is good. I think it's good to test your limits and understand what you're capable of through high intensity, through low intensity or whatever. But if we keep hammering ourselves every day and not allowing our body to change to the signal that we're sending it in the gym, and if we're underfeeding ourselves on top of that because we're trying to lose weight, we can actually probably do more harm than we're doing good. You know, particularly if we're looking at delicate things like hormones and mood. You know, fitness has the potential to change your life. It also has the potential to ruin your life. Not, I'm not saying that going to the gym and hammering yourself every day will do that. I think, again, I think it's good every now and then. But we need to be a bit smarter about the way that we train. So my challenge to you is to change your paradigm and go to the gym to get stronger, to get a better work capacity, to work on your aerobic endurance. And then all of a sudden, that focus on your performance and what you can do rather than how much you're burning will equate to a better relationship with your exercise. The second thing I see is that you're relying on cardio to keep the weight off, which sort of goes with that first, um, that first mistake. I want to try and get your body to automatically burn calories. So picture a world where at rest, you're burning fat. That's where I want you to be. And we can do that with the way that we train. 
Going into the gym and doing cardio to manually burn calories is exactly that. We're relying on the manual burning and the effort to burn those calories off when we know that there's a better way and that's through automatically burning calories. And it's all got to do with your metabolism. If we lift weights in the right way, we do resistance training in the right way, our metabolism will adapt if we're eating appropriately as well. And then all of a sudden, you can eat more food without gaining more weight, which means when you do shave a few calories off to enter a calorie deficit, you're going to see that fat absolutely fly off. So again, shift your paradigm here, particularly if you want to level up your metabolism and don't rely on the cardio to keep the weight off. Rather, teach your body to automatically burn calories. And we do that through strength training, which leads me to the next point. You're not lifting heavy enough when you are doing resistance training. So let's just say you've seen the light, you've had the epiphany, you're doing some strength training workouts now because you heard that it levels up your metabolism, it's really good for your your muscular health, it's really good for your overall mental and physical health. But you go into the workout, you pick the lighter weights and you're doing sets of 25. And if you ask me, sets of 25... 20 is probably my threshold but anything above that you're pretty much just doing cardio with weights and then if you finish that set and you're not close to your failure point we're not really sending the adaptation signal to the body so when you do go in to do some lifting don't hesitate to try and go a bit heavier the way i like to think about it is every set that you do i want you to stop the set two reps short of mechanical failure so mechanical failure is when your form starts to break down so i don't want you to get i don't want you to hit that point every single set i want you to stop just before it if we know that that's how we know we've stressed that muscle enough another good way to know this is when the reps start to slow down so if you're doing your bicep curl and by rep eight you can tell the upwards phase of the rep is considerably slower we're getting closer to that point so if you finish a set and all the reps were at the same pace, odds are we probably didn't go as heavy as we could in that set. And don't be afraid to drop your reps as well. Some, some amazing stuff can come from sets of five with five reps. It's incredible. The third is that you're over or underestimating how much you eat. Unless you track, follow it on an app, Fat Secret, MyFitnessPal or what have you, guessing your calories is a surefire way to guess incorrectly. And what I find is that the people who are trying to gain weight or gain muscle often under-report, and the people who are trying to lose weight often over-report. Maybe it's the other way around. But basically, if you're trying to lose weight, you may think you're in a calorie deficit, but odds are you're probably not, particularly if nothing is happening in your body. So rather than guessing, make sure you're tracking where your calories are at, at least so you know where you're at. And the way I like to do this is just right now, don't change anything. Keep doing what you're doing, eating the way that you're eating, and then be an observer, but track your calories. And that way you know, all right, if I eat this amount of calories, my weight stays about the same, which then makes it easier for you to shave some calories off and start to lose that weight. So don't guess, all right? And don't. Uh, we'll talk about snacking a bit later. I won't get ahead of myself. The next one is that you're not eating enough protein or fiber. One of the hardest things I've had to do as a trainer is to try and convince people to eat more protein, which is funny because we know we should be eating more protein, particularly if we're in the gym, damaging our muscles. But again, it's a behavior thing. And often often what people think is high protein, the actual amount of protein that they need is very, very wrong. So I want you to do some simple maths and then track your calories. I want you to aim 
And this is a very broad recommendation. Some people may need more, some people may need less, but it's your responsibility to try and figure out where this threshold is for you. But I want you to aim for one gram of protein, for two, sorry, two grams of protein for every kilo of body weight. So if I weigh 80 kilos, I want you to aim for 160 grams of protein, knowing that you're probably going to drop short a little bit. And that, reasonably for most people, uh, is a good target for them. The exception is if you've got a bit of weight to lose and if you weigh 150, 160 kilos, I don't want you to eat 300 plus kilograms of protein, go off your lean body weight. And so for most people, anything over 200 probably isn't going to do much for you. But I need to make sure we're getting enough because I've, I've said this time and time again, but... Protein really is the, the magic macronutrient. It makes us feel full. It helps us recover from our workouts. It gives us better skin. It gives us better health. It's a with essential amino acids. Our body needs protein to be able to do its job. And I mentioned fiber as well, only because we are, we are horribly under-eating fiber and we're horribly underestimating the impact fiber has on our entire body and our entire system. Your gut dictates a lot of other symptoms, a lot of other systems within the body, and the ba- the bugs in your gut eat fiber. And if we can feed them right, all of a sudden your entire system and your entire brain, your entire physical body is leveled up because of it. So make sure you're eating vegetables as well. Now the next two are a little bit divisive. Now, apologies if this triggers something for you, but stay with me. The next one is you're eating low carb, or you're eating low carb for too long. The reason why low-carb diets work initially is because we lose a lot of water. For every, so our body stores carbohydrates. And for every one gram of carbohydrate that's stored in our body, in our muscles, our liver, our heart, we store three grams of water with it. So when we deplete our body of carbohydrates, three quarters of the weight that we lose is water. And so you'll see some drastic reductions of the number on the scale, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're burning fat. We're just losing the carbohydrates that are stored within our body, making our muscles pretty flat, and dehydrating our muscles to a point because we don't need to store those carbohydrates. And so what I find with people that do 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 uh, to do, do do low carbohydrate diets is that they'll see an initial success. They'll be very stubborn and stay with that diet protocol for a long time, but they won't see much change thereafter. And so my rule of thumb is this. We want to make our workouts holy. We want to do what we can to make our workouts more effective because it's the adaptation we get from our workouts that allow us to burn fat better, to automatically burn calories and more likely to use fat and oxygen as a fuel. So if we're fueling ourselves with carbohydrates, we're going to have better workouts. We're going to be able to lift heavier. We're going to be able to move faster, thus sending a louder signal to our body. And then our body needs to be replenished. We need to restore the carbohydrates that we've lost after that workout to store them in our muscles, to store them in our liver. And then often what happens if we eat the right amount of carbohydrates, our muscles look fuller, our body looks more shapely, and we're performing better in the gym. And then the byproduct of that is that our body gets better at burning fat. And so just remember this, carbohydrates don't make you add fat. Eating too many calories does. And those calories can come from anywhere. And so it's not to say that you can't do a a quick low-carbohydrate sprint for a week or two. Absolutely you can, just to shed off some extra water weight 
or quote-unquote cleanse yourself, if that's your thing, you absolutely go for it, but don't stay or live in that zone. Carbohydrates aren't to be feared. And the last thing, again, is a little bit de- divisive. The mistake is that you are snacking. Nothing against snacks. I love snacks. But they're just another variable that makes a weight loss a lot harder. If you're eating a balanced breakfast, a balanced lunch, and a balanced dinner, you may only need one small snack throughout the day just to keep your blood sugar up at 3 p.m. when Bob forgets that report that you've asked him to do for the last two weeks. And then that's it. If we're having a bit of this here, we're going over to Susie's desk and having one of those natural confectionery lollies, the red ones are delicious, and then we're having a biscuit with our tea, and then we're having a handful of nuts just because they're on the table. It, it may seem innocuous at, in the moment, but trust me, those calories add up. If you're eating 200 calories of snacks a day, which is so easy to do, over the working week, that's 1,000 extra calories, which for a lot of you could be the difference between you losing weight and you maintaining your weight. And so this is another thing where I want you to change your habit on. I'm slowly coming around to the idea that to understand moderation, we need to understand abstinence first. How can I know what moderation is unless I know what it feels like to not have it? And so that's my challenge to you. Try and limit your snacking the best you can. If the snacks, it, the snacks you do have, try and keep them whole food and relatively balanced. You know, nuts are a good way to go or a chobani yogurt is a good way to go. But that's sort of, that's sort of where it needs to, that's all that, that's needed. And if you're struggling with your blood sugar levels, make sure you're eating a balanced breakfast. Have a decent amount of carbohydrates, fats, and proteins for breakfast, and you'll see those cravings and those blood sugar levels even out throughout the day. So team, those are the seven I have for you. As I mentioned at the top of this episode, I'm going to challenge you now. As a coach, I'm going to challenge you and make you a bit uncomfortable. If there's something here that made you feel a bit off, or it sort of raised a red flag for you, or you kind of went in your head, oh, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about, reframe it. And just take a step back and see if that's actually the reaction, that's the real one, or you're just reacting off, off, off the cuff. And if, if you want to take this a step further, hey, let's make a change. Let's add a bit of weight in your workout to make sure that you're lifting a bit heavy enough. Let's try and do some weight lifting if you've never done it before. Or, hey, let's get some more veggies in your diet. Let's just start with one cup of broccoli for dinner every night. Do that, make that a habit, and then move on from there. So team, I do hope you took something from this episode. Make sure you are following us. We are Jets Australia, J-E-T-T-S Australia on all the social pipes. We have some awesome stuff coming out in 2024. In fact, in the first week of January, we're going to release a short episode on a new product that I've been working on for the past 18 months. I cannot wait to bring it to you. Make sure you don't miss that. And let's all have a merry, happy Christmas time if you're having a bit of time off. Enjoy your new year. And let's make 2024 something pretty special. All right, team, I'll see you in the next episode.